Welcome to the low armor cast. No, there's no, no theme song. Welcome to the low armor cast. We've got friends and furries and little creatures that you might want to have sex with. Where's that slash fake armor cast? Welcome. I'm hijacked. I have nothing to do with that. We all stopped laughing on the same beat. That was very good. We all felt we were done with our shit. Welcome to the Low Armor Cast. This is an actual play D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those three kids are actually small-sized creatures, and that trench coat is a giant suit of combat armor. I am your game mother. My name is Steve, and I am joined by my illustrious pit crew. Say hello, illustrious pit crew. Hello, hello illustrious pit crew. crew. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Let's all go around the table and do introductions. Um, we're going to do an icebreaker, uh, which means that I need two truths and a lie from each of you. Hmm. Uh, we're going to start with Ron, because he's finishing eating a sandwich. No problem. All right. <laughs> so two truths and a lie. Hi, I'm Ron. I play Tama. Yeah. Uh, so my first, uh, my first, my three fun facts, and you can guess what they are, is um, I have incinerated over 100 human bodies. <laughs> uh, I was once a fundamentalist youth pastor, played in a semi-pro gaming circuit for uh, Soul Calibur 2. So you've definitely, definitely incinerated 100 bodies. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I <laughs> might have worked as like a mortician or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very reasonable. Or he's just a monster. Either way, um, you know what? People can change, Aaron. By the way, introduce yourself. My name is Aaron, and I play Scratch. My two truths and a lie. I once uh, got in an accident with a semi and got pushed about 50 yards and survived. Um, I once stuck my hand up to its elbow in a cow's ass and uh i once threw a lighter into a bonfire all right those are all very believable wisconsin <laughs> things um that you said uh so i believe all three of them um and uh lastly we have Merit Grim Clank. Um, there's an overlap of like at least three people that like one of my siblings and I have both like been romantic with this with other people. Uh, my mom's car was uh, after a car like a, a blizzard car accident was posted outside of a military base with the sign that says don't drink and drive <laughs> um and i have also been up a cow's behind uh, to the elbow before <laughs> yes a lot of cow husbandry <laughs> all right so uh, ron what, what are the lies <laughs> We'll find out if you join the Patreon and go to <laughs> patreon.com. We're not going to remember these. <laughs> You'll hear them in the talk back after the episode is posted. Well, don't worry. I'll, I'll okay. remind you of them. Uh, but uh, for the audience. But real quick, I, I have to know, Ron, uh, you cow, cow asses? Never any cow asses. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Just See, that's the lie Ron is telling. <laughs> Only cow asses for Ron. Um, but yeah, if you go to the uh, Low Armor Cast Patreon, patreon.com slash lowarmorcast, go to the Shop Top episode, that's where you will find the answers to these questions. 
But for now, you'll just find some good, good Dungeons and Dragons here on your podcast listening platform of preference. So, last episode was fine. Uh, it was relaxed and chill, and nothing weird happened at all. Uh, in the last episode of Low Armor Cast, the pit crew had arrived at the International Management of Processing Sewage, or IMPS, uh, headquarters in the Skyspire in Kenya Kozar for Midland. And they wanted to go on a tour of the factory because they are deeply interested in the inner workings of the portable hole and sewage situation. Um, I feel like they lumps me in with that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's really mostly scratch, but <laughs> primarily scratch, a little bit yeah. merit, almost no time. But um, uh, nonetheless, I, I guess if anyone's going to hit that button, at least it was probably the one of us with the least problem with having done it. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get problem. that in the recap. Yeah. Um, so uh, they oh, go yeah. on a tour with a person that recognized Scratch, then said that they'd mistaken Scratch, and unfortunately, Scratch could not roll high enough to figure that out. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, so she was like, "He seems upset with me. He, we must have had sex. We must have had sex." Uh, he then takes them Is on it the tour that of the Imps Portable, <laughs> portable Hole. Uh, manufacturing and uh, processing facility um, where they then learned a bunch of information about open office uh, floor plans. Remember that this started with jokes about offices? <laughs> uh, you just can't let go of the open concept, can you? <laughs> and then eventually um, uh, evolved into them being able to see some of the processing portion that happens, learning more and being able to ask questions about how these extra planar portable holes work and where all the waste ends up going and how the inner workings go to which Laryl, their tour guide was more than happy to fill them in on, uh, eventually on their path to learning about, uh, uh, the actual making of the portable holes and maybe seeing some manufacturing, they found oh, themselves in a that's hallway. That's the worst part. We never even got there. Uh, yep. You, <laughs> yes, that's the worst part. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst thing that happened last <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst our, thing. Our pit crew found themselves in a long hallway that's only 10 feet wide with no windows and doors except at either end. And oh, surprise, surprise, ambush. Fortunately, they had Wilton Welvix and Maja on their side, although Maja didn't really do much in this case, uh, but did manage to be good. Tried to murder my ass. <laughs> and mind you, this wasn't like the, the elegant hallway fights we see now, like in Daredevil and Punisher. No, this, no, no was, this, this was more like old boy where he's falling over and hitting people in the head with a plank yeah. while trying to awkwardly get back up. Yeah, and, and then in, the, in, in this person's case, run in the other direction. Um... <laughs> Uh, our party found out that it was harder for Scratch to get out of being grappled. The only time Scratch finally doesn't want to be, like, thrown around a little bit. <laughs> and it happens. Ain't that the way of dudes, right? Ain't well, that just how dudes do? <laughs> maybe Scratch wasn't trying too hard to, you know, uh, not maybe, get grappled. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, you were certainly failing. Come get a handful, boys. <laughs> you were certainly failing at those rolls enough. Um, yeah. Uh, Merritt decided to get I'm pocketing that one. Um, and, and was able to get big, remembering that something that the entire rest of the table had forgotten, the prizes at the mini games in Davidstown <laughs> episode. So Merritt got big. Tama threw a dart, claimed that there was a zombie. Oh, uh, uh, Lerald, who we found out was Ulrich, 
shadowy figure from a the past. dwarven <laughs> assistant to a former dragonborn that Scratch dunked on uh, in their past. Um, uh, that had a be uh, like a bone to pick with Scratch, uh, trying to get the party killed, the pit crew killed. Uh, calls a code yellow the moment that Tama claims that there's an undead member amongst the uh, amongst the uh, thugs that had come to attack them, and then inevitably that person also starts throwing up because of the poison dart. <laughs> uh, they managed to fight their way to the back with Merritt punching a giant lax loxodon out of the way and shoving him out of the way and then zoning him out from the door <laughs> and just as uh, yeah that's, that's the only way I can really describe it and then eventually He's grappling just this little tushy just out there pushing him back <laughs> yeah. it's a 5 foot 10 tushy now so that's right yeah. that, 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 that booty like two planets um, uh, so uh, Merritt was able to prevent the loxodon from hitting some sort of big dangerous red button while allies were in the room but with scratch being the last ally out of the room sees the red button assumes that it locks the door which it does seal the hallway yeah that, does that wasn't wrong and then here's a wave of fire incinerate instantly everything in the room the doors reopen to a perfectly clean hallway as if nothing had ever been in there and then Scratch uppercuts the Loxodon's testicles <laughs> with a massive dragon punch as the group looks on dealing with a bit more mortality than they're used to. <laughs> and that, I believe, is where we left off. You're in the imps area. You're in the you're in the like the the the, the scaffolding sort of like uh, catwalk ways above like the large bins of um, sorting uh, uh, garbage detritus. None of it's like just open sewage. That stuff doesn't go in here. This is all like objects and materials that you can see um, that's like 50, 60 feet down from you. Uh, Maja is there. Wilton is there after yeehawing and throwing mm. his hat down in celebration. <laughs> this Loxodon is currently crying on the ground, <laughs> both because of what happened and because of the testicular <laughs> trauma that they just received. What do y'all do? Um, so, so oh, Merritt is five foot ten. Yeah. <laughs> is Merritt still holding the Loxodon or did it, is no. it I let go oh, okay. when Will when you and then like when Wilton oh, started yeah, Wilton, kicking him I was like okay I'm okay so what I want to do is uh, scratch like as soon as he falls on the ground scratch uh, basically like storms up to his face and like gets like I guess I, guess I can't go totally eye to eye but like both my eyes to yeah, one of his eyes yeah. yeah but like she like pr puts out a claw and like starts digging it into his head and is like, are you going to cause us any more trouble? <laughs> no. Bro, no, no. You gonna lay here like a good boy? Yeah, I couldn't get up if I wanted to. Tama just starts walking away. <laughs> All right, if you try to stop us or do anything against us, we're gonna toss you in that hallway. Oh, no, I'd rather not. I'm good here. Okay. I'm just in the lay. All right, Scratch <laughs> stands back up. <laughs> I'm pretty much good just, like, yeah, turning and leaving sort of the way we can. Because I'm like, I just I only know the route we came. Through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dama's already 
on his way out unless somebody tries to stop him. Uh, his plan is to head straight for an elevator and then return to any bar he remembers being closest. Mm. <laughs> right. What do, uh, as we're walking Fair. through, I asked him to be like, so how do you want to play this with uh, Thundara? Since we obviously had you call and now we have no yeah, proof Thundra. of anything that just happened. Um, so <laughs> as you're discussing that, number one, Merit, you notice that walking directly beside you now, and in fact, angling herself to be there. Number one, you are almost eyeline with Maja Ogda because you're five foot ten right now. <laughs> Number two, Maja's uh, Maja's hand is on your shoulder as she talks, and she's Ooh. like, "Mary, you're so big. <laughs> you're so big now." I mean, you were already you were already pretty big, honestly, before, but. <laughs> Flex his cheeks a little. <laughs> she openly like like she like leans her head back to look and, and to look and then looks over at Wilton and Wilton's like mm-hmm. <laughs> Wilton's like mm, I know. <laughs> I see it. She doesn't seem all that traumatized by what happened. Now, admittedly, she didn't see a lot of the violence. She knows what happened. She certainly was in view of the door, could hear everything and everything, but she wasn't like in danger ever. The rest of rest of you, as you're walking out, uh, you get through the scaffolding area, right? You get back into the office. The office is cleared. It's empty. Hmm. There's no one in there, except at the other end where you entered the offices, which would be to kind of like the lobby of imp and everything, of imps. <laughs> you actually see an imp. A small little <laughs> devil boy with a pot belly, uh, dressed in a suit, and he is flanked by several people. Oh boy. In security uniforms <laughs> uh, that all have imps. And then security on uh, uh, like badges and everything, and they're dressed in kind of like gray jumpsuits uh, and such. But he is in a nice little like doublet with like uh, a, a nice little doublet with like a cape over half of him. But he's smaller than all of you. I mean, certainly Merritt right now, but like he's like maybe two feet tall mm -hmm. and everything, uh, wearing like a little pinstriped uh, coat <laughs> over his doublet. So, uh, there seems to be that there was a little bit of a dust up. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Roll deception. That's not a lie. <laughs> they look the same as when uh, we got true. there. You are, you are, you're, I mean, it's a performative misdirection, which <laughs> is basically lying. But I'll give you that one. That's fine. You didn't technically lie. And like, plus, like, I feel like he's not likely to buy it anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's more playful banter than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, go through the scaffolding, do the typical sweep. We're playing a couple of you stays with me. I'm picturing this guy like a little imp godfather. What can I, uh... What can I say? Uh, other than, uh, it appears that your tour is going to have to be canceled. I assume you were on the tour. You're not in uniform. You're not one of my employees here. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know where your tour guide went. I'm sorry about that. But a yellow, like a yellow alert, means that we have to evacuate common areas. 
I apologize for the tour being down. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that instinct. You don't happen to have known where Lerald went, do you? Nope. Last time we saw him, uh, he was giving us, uh, he was taking us to uh, where they create where they enchant the holes and everything we had some questions for him oh, then yeah, he, no. he excused himself to use the restroom and then we haven't seen him since all right now you have to roll deception because he never did that <laughs> um <laughs> i'm a roll insight 12. <laughs> i don't even know i didn't even roll that high it was a 15 okay. total. but that's enough to beat a 12. yep he's like mm, yeah all right all right well I appreciate that. You were on your way to the enchanted, to the enchantment for the portable holes, the enchantment uh, yeah. ward. He was the arcane division. There. So the little hallway mm -hmm. connecting between scaffolding and the offices and the initial sort bins. That That's, sounds like the one. Bobby, where did you say the yellow alert was initiated at? <laughs> Bobby just kind of leans and whispers, like leans way down. Bobby's like six foot tall, but he has to lean way down for this two foot tall. Imp. He's way down. He's like, this is what I thought. Y'all want to, not you, Miss Ogda. If you want to leave, you can just go. Rest of you, maybe come to our office. Make sure that you're good. I can maybe write you some some comp cards for some of the food in the food court or some of the casinos here at the Sky Spire. I feel like we could, since it's already been cleared, I feel like we could do that in the lobby or in front of the building. Mm -hmm. Why is, what's already been cleared? Additionally, we're on the security we detail. We shouldn't be separated from her. Okay. Oh yeah. Maja, you want to come with them while we take them to the security offices? Uh, you know, to give you some benefits. I mean, you're used to it, right? You're a pop star. <laughs> Ma's just like I, I go where they go So it's, it's up to them It's supposed to be the other way around <laughs> What are you it's doing? Up, it's, up to, it's up to them um, If they want to go get some free stuff I'm down for free stuff If y'all are tired and want to go back to the room It's yeah. up to you We'd like to We're tired and would yeah, like to go back to our room We're We're pretty tired Yeah It's been a long day before Whatever happened to cause this Squints his eyes a little bit and he's like, all right. He hands you each a little business card. <laughs> and it just says, it's just got one name on it. And then like the little imps logo in the background. And then on the back is like monogrammed his imps office location and his hours. Mm -hmm. And then a little quote that says, I'll find you <laughs> uh, on it. <laughs> I'll find you. And you is like really kind of like thicker. It's bolded to kind of imply that language. Let's leave it at this. We don't want to cause anyone trouble. We just want to do our job and then leave this guy spire. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> and then he, he, he leaves and all of you see on the card, it's just the name Giuseppe and uh, <laughs> Giuseppe <laughs> Giuseppe and that's it I love and, it and Giuseppe so, the imp I don't know if I want to keep that card the third Mario brother <laughs> I don't know if it should go into the room with us right yeah no. yes. I'm definitely disposing of mine like I, when we step on the elevator I'll probably just like slip it through the cracks there or something alright 
So you get out of the imps thing. It's a little <laughs> bit tense, but they don't like hold you or try to attack you or anything like that. That's good. Um, and uh, and he watches you walk all the way away until you're out of viewpoint. <laughs> I think you're all pretty confident that he's pretty suspicious about what happened. But he seems to be a reasonable person that doesn't just, like, he doesn't have some weird vendetta against someone that improved his life. Um, uh, 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 And that response went a long way. You're in Rockville. You're back in the just general, like, giant mall facility that is Rockville. Mm -hmm. Do you go back to the elevator to go back to your rooms? Do you go back to a bar like you said you wanted to? Uh, yeah, like I confer with Maj about how she wants to, because I assume Sandara or someone is something's happening because we called her panicked when it started. So I've asked her how she how does she want to play that? Oh shit! 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 <laughs> hey, Sandra! <laughs> <laughs> And you can hear just like we can continue walking to a bar. Yeah, you're, yeah. I just want to say uncharacter- uncharacteristically, if we stopped, mm. uh, Tama wouldn't say anything for once and just keep walking towards <laughs> where he thinks a tavern is. Uh, yeah. So if you're headed to a bar, so the bars that you know that you pass by are uh, in this area. You pass by Met Blancs. The Gnome and the Gnarly, the Empty Stein, Calvin and Hobbes, which is kind of <laughs> near-ish to the elevator to the 199. Oh, um, at, at the Gentleman's Club, which is definitely a, a gentleman's club. Um, <laughs> and the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> so those are the bars that you pass by. So I go please. to the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's where you're headed. I'm going to go back to Ma- Maja's thing. Yeah, so you can hear Thunder. I'm like, burr, 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 and Maja's just like, no, we're, gu- we're good. We're good. They did their job. Things got a little bit heated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> things got a little bit intense. Scratch laughs. Uh, things got a little bit intense. But I, I, like, I wasn't touched. I'm not injured. Nobody disrespected me. Nobody even put their hands on me. And so exactly what we thought would happen, having the pit crew with me, having that kind of celebrity kind of vibe to it, has really worked out. Now I am rolling Maja's uh, deception (laughs) against Thundra's insight. Oh no! Right now. Ooh, that's a nat eight on Maja's deception. Nat one, nat one. (laughs) Come on, Lonumbi. (laughs) That is a four on this die. Wow! Though Maja is not that wise, she's not less than five wise (laughs) than Thundra as a bonus stat. So Thundra's just like, no, no, we won't say anything to the press about this, Thundra. This was just a standard thing. Some fans were getting a little too close while we were on the tour of the Imps facility. Because I wanted to see... Who doesn't want to know how portable holes are made? (laughs) We all use them, Thunder. I, you don't get to judge me and my interests. That's not your job. All right, we're done. We're done with this. And then she just puts the stone in her pocket and, uh, and, and, and follows you. It's like, ah, it's not going to see, it seems like we're not going to do, we're not going to have any problems. Seems like Thunder was mobilizing. And so I thank you, Mary, for reminding me. <laughs> and uh, Maja has not left close physical like space from you. 
this whole time, Merit, but she's no longer, like, touching you. She's not particularly being aggressive. So as we're walking to the Cave of Wonders, I'm, uh, Scratch... Uh, no, actually, no. Scratch keeps, uh, keeps it to herself until they get to the All cave. Right. So you get to the Cave of Wonders, immediately what you approach, and it's almost surprising you didn't go to this bar on the way in to, <laughs> to Imps. Uh, there is a dark cave... <laughs> looking structure that has all these crystalline like icy glacial uh things and then what could be just dry ice it could be like a magical fog just misting and it's like between two clothing stores so it's really out of place <laughs> and the crystals are obviously fake like okay. it's obviously all <laughs> yes. fake like yes. the crystals are obviously painted foam and like they've got like like little I want like, to go to this place in real life frost and everything <laughs> like that and and it's just got a sign that like lights up uh in like a kind of like a blue um overlay pattern where it goes from like light blues to dark blues and kind of shimmers and it just says cave of wonders and there's like frost <laughs> on the letters to make them look like they're chilly well, i'm 100 percent just imagining like the cave in aladdin right like, yeah it's <laughs> like a cold version of, of, of an aladdin game. <laughs> It is called the cave, which is the cave. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's what I was picturing until he started describing it, and now I'm basically picturing like uh, a jewel encrusted cave entrance, a la Hollister, like a (laughs) Hollister entrance or whatever. Is are those the ones with like the weird archways? Yeah, yeah. Hollister. I think Abercrombie's sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Like that, but just like the super cheap Cave of Wonders. <laughs> All right, so you go into the Cave of Wonders. As you enter the Cave of Wonders, wonders, you can see that there's been black fabric uh, like covering the walls and the ceiling, and then behind them are like little lights and hanging lights, so it makes it look like a night sky, but not really, because they still have to light the room so that people can see where <laughs> they're going from, but it's a very kind of relaxed, chill vibe. There's... Uh, a bar that is made to look like the edge of like an ice shelf mm-hmm. uh, like like a floating ice plateau uh, <laughs> that kind of wraps around the, the, the back of it um, with someone dressed in a full like warm furry jacket and hood um, <laughs> and, and with like like mittens inside though the wonders Just part some poor like 20 year old dying sweating in this parka mm. in oh this that cave. should be noted it is demonstrably cold in here it is not warm it is not room temp it is cold like there's ice around you cold Ooh. but none of the decorations are real ice in any way shape or form they're all very inexpensive all the booths have like little themed animals that are like snow animals. Like you see some snow elves, they're like some like paintings of snow elves around. And then you see some like little penguins that are kind of built into the booths mm-hmm. uh, there um, <laughs> for people to sit. And then in, in, inlet into the walls are like little display cases that look like frosted snow globes in shelves that look like they're carved out of the ice. And in, in that are various different like jewels and actual things like jewels, statues, um, a small dagger, uh, like something that just looks real cloudy. There's various little objects in those that are clearly on display or the wonders in the cave of wonders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're in the bar. It is, it's probably, you had lunch, then you went on the tour. It's probably three o'clock. The bar is not busy. 
Um, yeah, I go up to the bar and uh, I ask for a pint glass uh, filled with rum and then put a gold piece on the... You immediately get one and they put the bottle beside the uh, <laughs> the pint glass. That you put I go out. take them and I sit in the corner booth. In the corner <laughs> booth? Uh, uh, Scratch orders uh, the same. The same? Yeah. Do you order a whole bottle or just a one glass of yeah, uh, I'll get a bottle. Bottle? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we doing bottles, boys? <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, give me two bottles of your hardest, peatiest brown liquors. <laughs> <laughs> Merit just grabs a couple beers. <laughs> whatever Maja Somebody's got to be an adult. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Maja. Merit's the DD. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Maja's like, like, oh, can I get a beer? A bottle of peaty brown liquor and a <laughs> bottle of rum, please. And just, Someone at our table take care of whatever's left. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so she uh, she follows you back. You're all in the corner booth. You're all sitting around. That that what happened in the last episode? The fire, the attack, the sudden ambush. That's all oh. just happened. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start with scratch. Okay. Because Merritt and Tama have a little bit, I think, more in this than Scratch does. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna start with Scratch. Scratch, how you feeling? Uh, Scratch is. What's your vibe? What's your energy right now? <laughs> uh, Scratch is definitely still coming down from like the fight and learning that that button, like that, the hallway was like a giant incineration hallway that could have just ended all of them, and uh, she's not overly concerned about uh, having killed anyone in and of itself other than the fact that it was so many that it just it was a situation like one one minute she was stoked to learn about like how the um, uh, the whole enchantments were like being made and how they were applied to fabric and stuff and uh, the next second you know (laughs) she's fighting against like all the uh, all these dudes yeah all these dudes from some dude who she's like barely remembers (laughs) yeah like even after it was the most important day of your life (laughs) from scratch it was a Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) scratch Uh, is truly the M. Bison of the fold (laughs) 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 okay go on um but yeah so like one second stoked on the tour the next second she's like in this fight against all these people and then she's like uh you know she hits a button that turns out to be like a hallway incinerator and she's like she's having to deal with like what the fuck's up with like this organization what the fuck's up with this dude and um yeah like why yeah she's just she's got a lot of stuff oh also she's uh trying to figure out what uh whether their story should uh whether they need to get their story straight or whether they should just pretty much say what happened because what happened was pretty fucking insane and she's pretty reasonably certain that uh Lerald's agenda probably isn't shared by the imps that if they told the imps like so this is what Lerald did they'd probably be like what the fuck <laughs> and not like ha huh, just as we planned <laughs> all right Merit, what's Merit's general energy now that you're sitting drinking a beer? I think mostly just like confused and 
con- like concerned for uh, how how my friends are doing. So I'm like, this was, yeah, like we we fought a bunch of guys, but we haven't like murdered a bunch of people before. And all of those people we were interacting with, I mean, like, I I'm trying to think because Merritt hasn't killed anyone before either. And definitely killed that one dude who was grappling Scratch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, just real, like, really slow. Like, it takes him too long to get to his second beer. Because he's just, like, doing a lot of, like, slow drinking, staring for a while. And then, like, looking at Tama. Like, going to ask how you're doing. And just, like, looking back at my beer and quietly sipping. I, real quick, I just remembered that there was that one person who just slept through the whole thing. And then died. And died. <laughs> there was one Got person who literally up. just died. <laughs> um, uh, uh. You know, at least he didn't die in terror. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. He was just covered in vomit. <laughs> Dead. Um, uh, uh, uh. He missed the horrors of... Everything shows up, falls asleep, and goes to heaven. <laughs> he got, you got, he got a nice nap. <laughs> so. Long nap. Yeah, Tama. How's Tama feeling? Oh, Tama feels awful. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, very determined to drink the way the pain, uh, because he's got like this conflicting feeling of like. Well, he's muttering to himself a lot and kind of working through, like, you know, first it's that, like, well, why don't they listen? Why don't they ever listen to me? That whole thing could have been avoided if they just would have listened and backed down. There's no point. It was an idiot with a grudge. Um, And then he kind of starts working through it more, muttering to himself again about, like, the dart was just supposed to distract them. It wasn't supposed to kill anyone. They were supposed to... He was supposed to see them as undead and then get in the way. He wasn't supposed to cause a code yellow and everyone died. And uh, at that point, he, when he says everyone died, he just kind of sinks and takes a large swig, like both hands, of course, because he's tiny, out of a pint <laughs> glass of rum. Scratch reaches over and refills it, even though he has his own bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maja has already put away an entire bottle of hard liquor <laughs> just like immediately just tips it and just drinks it down. Wilton on the other hand looks at all of you and he's still pouring into a glass he's already got a cigar light and he's already <laughs> smoking it and everything and it's like looks, <laughs> looks at Scratch and then, and then his eyes turn more to Tama and Merritt Things got a little bit, uh, hairy in there. I'm sorry that, uh... <laughs> you look good. Full size. <laughs> Merit. You already look good. I'm not trying to dig on, but this also looks good on you. I'm just saying. I like the... I like the change-up. I'm glad your clothes grew with it. You would have just been naked. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn adorable. Oh. <laughs> Yo, all right. I'm not going to ask if you're okay. Because my guess is you're, you're fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo. Yeah, scratch, you don't look like this. My guess is you but, haven't ever 
Uh, I, I'm guessing none of you ever burned a room of people alive. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no, that's that was that's also new. first rule. <laughs> well, well, I've that wasn't even k- killed anyone before. Well, welcome to Midland. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I've yeah. been in a scrap many a times. I've had to use my magic. I've hurt people. Well, but I've you never... weren't looking like. At no point did you just take an like even even young merit here. What, you suddenly doubled in size and then you were... I saw you reaching for your axe, not knowing where it was. I don't think this is a normal thing you do, right? <laughs> this is not a normal Merrick Grim Clank special. No. None of you were on your form. They had already very clearly announced their intent to kill us, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine. It's good if you can knock someone out. It's good if you can... Well, wait, you tried to sleep them right at first. I saw you put three of them into a nap. What a kind gesture. They kept coming. Mara flashes back to we killing him. We'll flash back to yep. <laughs> it's like listen, I'm not saying that anyone has an inherent right to just go and in lives. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm also not pretending that lots of people disagree with that opinion that I might tussle with in order to protect my own. And I don't think there would have been, those weren't people receptive to different inputs of information. They had their heads made up. And honestly, honestly, I caught it. If, if Merritt hadn't held off that Loxodon, it wouldn't have been scratch pressing that button. And some of y'all might've been in there, including your boy Wilton, when that fire went out. So. This wasn't, it, it hurts to have to do this, but you know, there are wars, there's crime. I'm sure people- And here I am, stuck in the middle with, with you. you. <laughs> here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Um, and, 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 uh, um, that was amazing. That's probably the stinger of the episode. There's wars, there's crime, and sometimes there's just defending yourself. And so I know it's not going to help. You're going to have a tough time sleeping tonight. You're going to have a tough time sleeping for a while. But at least intellect, at least in, in, in the logic portion of your brain, you tried everything you could. You did what you needed to do to survive. God, could you imagine... If this had been the last day Wilton Welvix was alive, what a terrible world that would be. And then he just pours himself another drink. And Thank you. God forbid. <sighs> I just can't get over. Maybe I made the wrong call using the dart. You know? You couldn't. They freaked the hell out. They freaked all the way out. Like you said that there was one dangerous person or that there was danger <laughs> in a group of like seven people. And then they just started stabbing the one dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I understand being conflicted on it. And trust me, you know, as somebody who's been there before, you're going to be asking yourself these kinds of questions a lot. Uh, and, you know, I can't say that I know what is, uh, you know, that I've uh, that I understand but if you have any questions you know just let me know at any time but as far as the dark goes that was a good call like <laughs> it I think you had no way of knowing it would end up like that but yeah, it helped and that's what it counts and it it, it helps but it, it's it's still I just don't <laughs> understand people 
I don't understand Midland. I don't. I don't. I. I Say just Midland either. This most the vote. I'm not saying that my village has never participated in violence and has never had a history of anything. It's just I'm not used to this. This is bizarre to me. <laughs> Why would anyone? hold a grudge so much and yet hold a grudge so hard that you could convince 10 other people to commit murder over not right. oh oh no uh, uh scratch burned my house down with my children inside you didn't do that did you no. okay so no. his so, boss <laughs> was beating him and being a dick and then he was a dick to me too so i just taught his boss a lesson so all he did was hold this horrible grudge against you for all this time and somehow convince 10 people to basically throw their lives away yeah. to kill us. I don't understand people. That's the thing that I, I, I can't seem to wrap my brain around is that every... Why don't they just fucking listen? Why don't they listen? If you ever figure it out, let me know. <laughs> and why is there a code yellow? <laughs> why is right? that a thing? Oh yeah, they were I definitely they were that very too. prepared to turn and kill a bunch of people yeah. in that place. Yet there's been no interplanar accidents. Yeah. Yet they have a. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just take another huge. He takes another huge swig and just kind of relaxes on his elbows. <laughs> Mary just kind of like reaches from Maja's hands like, hey, how how are you after <laughs> nonsense? Well, it's. I feel like I should feel worse and she's got another half bottle of liquor that she's working through. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should feel worse. But. You know, I've received death threats. There's people that have tried to assault me. There's people that have tried to kidnap me and do terrible things. If not just get a ransom out of it. I gave up a long time on predicting how people will behave. I gave up a long time ago about that. That was one of the first lessons Thunder taught me. Was that you cannot trust a person to be reasonable in any situation or what you would expect is reasonable. Perhaps they all had reason. Maybe he gathered up 10 people that ate <laughs> really, yeah, forgive my wording here, sleazy tabaxi ladies. <laughs> Maybe they, they, they had other motivations. No offense taken. Uh, I don't think there is. I think there's nothing wrong with your kind of sleazy vibe. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's kind of neat. And it makes you curious. It does make you curious. Um, don't it though? <laughs> For the right type of person, which I'm sure one day you'll meet. But Scratch winks at Maja. Maja winks back. She's like, she's like um, but all I know is that in that moment, and I need to say something because I didn't know what was going to happen. I am sorry that I nearly got you killed. <laughs> Maybe me killed as well. Like, I was thinking that I thought that they were going to lock the doors down. Saw the button. I saw that you locked it on struggling to get to it. I saw that your friends were still in there. The locks it on didn't even stop me from leaving. They like there was a pause and then they just gestured with their hand. So I wasn't worried for me, but I was worried for these two and Wilton. And so I figured it would be better if the big like if you, especially big you, um <laughs> was here to do some real like damage with them 
I didn't know there was going to be fire. That could have gone real bad. <laughs> so I'm really happy that you were like, no, I'm going to hold the door open. It was the right choice. Glad and yet another out. reason <laughs> that I want you, that I'm glad that you're my security team. But Even though the whole reason we got attacked was because of Scratch. But like, you couldn't have predicted <laughs> that. Um, and also, yeah, I'm kind of shaken now, but like... In a year, in a year from now, this is just going to be something that I won't be allowed to experience anymore <laughs> because I'll be on a tour with some hired security team that doesn't let me out of my damn room. <laughs> so in a way, as tragic as it went, that kind of stuff happens. So chill. <laughs> I'm okay with it. And Wilton's just like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> you should be more bothered by it, Masha. Like, I've Masha's put, a little bit I've of a put sociopath. a lot of people in the ground. I've put a lot of people in the ground. But, like, even I'm a little sadder than you about it. Like, come on. But Masha's got that, just that, like, disaster girl expression. That little smile where it's like, I enjoyed that. That was fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you're sitting here in this bar. Uh, what else? Are you doing anything else in the bar? This was, what else is going on? Because that was sort of like the touch base emotional moment. Uh, you asked, I guess you asked, uh, what the hell Second is one in the podcast. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Roll perception. Oh, okay. Uh, table. Table perception. 16. 12. Uh, so, um, 16? Yeah. Scratch? Yeah. Uh, it's not gonna matter if you got a 2. Um, uh, 16 Scratch? Yep. Um, so, Scratch, you're the person that sees it. You had the, the highest one. I think, Tomo, we had a 12, right? Yeah. And maybe it is because you've lived a lot, like, a mercenary life. And so, I, I think that arguably you're a little bit more curious about what the fuck's going on with Maja. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this chick is in, weirdly calm in a weirdly intense. No, yeah. That whole time, like, Scratch Ooh, was like sipping evil. her rum and just like, just watching her. <laughs> but while you're watching Maja. What's your um, fucking deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, watching, you're way too chill. <laughs> watching Maja. Uh, you notice that into the into the cave of wonders <laughs> uh, back toward the bar some uh, spire security walk in and they just walk right past you right back to the bar mm -hmm. they have a relatively calm conversation with a person one of them stays and sits at the end of the bar and orders a drink and the other one leaves uh, immediately so All that's right. what you get with a 16 okay um with the 12 and a four or whatever it was um uh your garbage rolls here with your trash <laughs> rolls <laughs> your sub 15s scratch uh, throw those feelings. dice away <laughs> scratch without like moving uh or like shifting too much or too obviously she just like quick knocks on the table uh, to get everyone's attention and then she kind of like gestures at the, where the security scratch on the table <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Scratch is scratching on the table. <laughs> Keeps my claws shut. Wilton and Maja look down at the, the thing, look over at Scratch, look at your paw, look over. <laughs> no, uh, Scratch, like, gestures with oh, her gestures. head. Yeah. Um, so tempting to have Maja go, what are we looking at? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> earlier she totally blew my, like, and you're done videoing this, yes? No, this only does audio. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So like between her behavior at the during the thing the fight, 
the chillness. If she had d then done that, Scratch would be absolutely certain she was working with, like, the imps or somebody. She's, 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 yeah, she just looks over and she just looks over Wilton. Wilton, just out of the side of his mouth, he's like, we might want to pay our bill. <laughs> Not saying anything's happening. Yeah. But I'm saying. I mean, if we all just paid up front, like, Tama did. We, oh, we yeah. We can yeah, all just would. fuck right off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like, we, yeah, we all did. Did you all pay? Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll gotta go. I gotta go. But <laughs> God um, and, uh, I mean, fair. <laughs> uh, Maj just like, do you need money, Wilton? <laughs> and he goes, can't we just leave I, it on the table? I, I hate saying no, but I, it's weird. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just pay. Uh, so Wilton goes and he pays. All Nothing right. weird happens about it. He goes up to the bar, he pays, he walks <laughs> back. As you all kind of collect yourselves and exit the Cave of Wonders. I um, attack the guard. No. <laughs> uh, wonders, no, when you walk outside, uh -oh. the other guard is posted up to the right of the building, just leaning against the wall. Yeah, okay. He doesn't do anything. He just, like, he acknowledges you as people. Yeah. But he doesn't, like, say anything. Okay. And, and like, he sees Maja <laughs> and he smiles. Um, Maja is actively drunk at this point, um, after all of that booze, and is doing a combination at this point of leaning on whoever is convenient. Now, for Wilton and Merritt, this is shoulder leaning. For But when she, if she shifts a little bit and goes on Scratch or Tama, she just lowers her hand onto their shoulders appropriately. <laughs> uh, Maja's a, like a, a tall drink yeah. of woman. We're all just moving to the elevators, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're heading back to our rooms, maybe? Do we want to split up? I don't think we want to split up right now. I don't know no. if we want to split up, no. but I was thinking maybe we want to get on an elevator, go to a different floor, switch to a different elevator, and okay. then continue to wherever we want to go. Subterfuge, okay. I like it. Um, uh, you know, we could go back to the imps we we never finished that tour <laughs> but yeah no nah, let's uh, uh since we have maja and press keeps coming up i don't if if she's super drunk i kind of don't want to oh yeah be dragging yeah, her around my, so she's like i have done a lot of interviews I've done so many interviews, just blasted out of my mind. Don't tell Thandra, she doesn't know. I bet um, she does. <laughs> maybe. Uh, she just follows you. Uh, follows you. Uh, yeah, you do your elevator switch games. But nothing happens. All right. If you go up to Red Grove, no one's waiting for you. You get into your room, nobody's in your room. Yeah, do we want to drop Maja off with Thundra for the night? I don't know what exactly, like, with us as her security with the overnight. Yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like Maja, so far, the one constant seems to be that nobody wants to really, like, threaten Maja or anything like that. <laughs> she seems fine. I think we could leave her with Thundra. What if we do that and then go back to 199 and see if we can maybe get some information about what's that happening. code yellow. Yeah, see if we can figure Sly. it out. See what the code yellow is about. See what the current buzz is about what even happened. Like, mm. what information's going around about that. Because uh, then we need to uh, figure out if we need to come up with a story or uh, if we can just say what happened. Because I, I think we should be in the clear. I feel, uh, yeah. 
Definitely. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna find out that no one knows about anything happening yeah. at Imps today. You think that a I feel like might that hide the fact uh... that they incinerated a room of people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it'd be good to yeah, go up there. <laughs> they have a button and a code for it and everything. <laughs> they were so prepared to incinerate a room full of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was already uh. built and ready to go. <laughs> God, um, what's, yeah, so. if that's code yellow, what's code red? <laughs> the whole building. So you drop Maja <laughs> off. Yeah. Maja's like, I don't want to go. I, I love the 199. Chris sees uh, that you've brought Maja back drunk, and she, in, in rare form, is like, oh, uh, thank you for behaving responsibly. Yes, we don't want her out there. This giggly. <laughs> um, is I guess what I'm going to say. Thank you very much. Uh, remember, remember, uh, security meeting, uh, 10 o'clock tonight. That's in about six ish hours or so. So, uh, 10 o'clock tonight up at the uh, Sky Arena. Damn, it's only 4 p.m. <laughs> it's been a long day. A real long day. Yeah. Um, it was, um, uh, but yeah. Do we, need to, uh, do we need to go? Sit, I'd like, like to have a long rest between now and the <laughs> security <laughs> meeting. If you have a long rest, I will give you a long rest in six hours, but it has to be the thing you do, and then Nothing you wake else. up and go to the scary meeting. I, I would... If you want to make sure that your spells mm, are back. Yeah. I would much prefer that. You know what? I, I agree. A long rest, I think, is more valuable than whatever. And like, sleep. we can still go to the 199. Yeah, the 199 doesn't like close at 11. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I didn't get, I didn't get all the way through that pint, but. He's a small fella. Doesn't yeah, drink a no, lot. You're, he yeah, needs to sleep it off. No, it makes narrative sense. It makes mechanical sense because we've all like used a bunch of it's abilities. Been a tiring, yeah, tiring we've had yeah. multiple confrontations with this other group, and then had to actually fight people who, yeah. while like a, going to kill us, weren't otherwise like. We got. A, we had to. We got like a bunch of chads try to beat us up, and then a bunch of a teamsters try to murder us. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. basically just a bunch of teamsters. Yeah, um, and uh, then like that little uh, interlude where we got emotionally beaten up by uh, the uh, group. Charlie the Gordon. Been through a tough, tough time. So you drop Maja off, and then you head back to your room at the Red Grove. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. The only thing I'll say that happens before you sleep and get your long rest is that at the Red Grove you find a little gift basket and there's some fruits in there and there's uh, there's some fruits in there and there's some candies there's some nuts just like a nice little is it from gift imps <laughs> it is from imps huh. i don't want that in the room and <laughs> the, the fruit basket is just it's right on the inside of the door it was obviously brought in by staff mm. um uh, cuz it's right it, it's just can like, we get a member of staff to take it out i don't want us touching yeah. it <laughs> Card beside scratch, the scratch basket. is okay with touching. <laughs> There's a little card beside the basket. Mm. Uh, card simply reads A token of appreciation for your interest in the imps' business and management of waste here in the fold. <laughs> if you have any questions, feel free to ask Giuseppe. <laughs> and then that's it. And that's all. Huh. <laughs> of course we have questions but if we ask mm -hmm. questions I feel like you're just gonna murder us <laughs> scratch speaks like into it flowers what is it it's fruit and nuts fruit. and candies okay so like a basket or whatever yeah, like a, yeah. Like a... so scratch speaks like into the basket is like 
Like this? <laughs> the banana just responds to you. It's not bugged, bro. <laughs> no, nothing happens. No, there's no response. Good guess, though. That's nice. That's a great way. That would have been so fucking clever. Like, uh, Does any, do, any of, do either of you have detect magic? Tama did it the first time you stepped into the Red Grove room, and it was like on fire with magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, detect <laughs> magic, and you're like, Mwah. Oh, my it's eyes. Like, Tama just sees that scene from Space Odyssey. <laughs> just in the eyes. Um, but yeah, um, if you all don't do anything, do you do anything before you get your nap and then go to the security? Scratch, uh, scratch starts eating the fruit, I guess. Uh, yeah, you eat the fruit, it's fruit. It's just fruit. Okay, There's nothing cool. bad about it. You um, start hallucinating. <laughs> and then vomit. <laughs> no! Uh, you eat fruit. Karma! <laughs> you eat fruit, it tastes like fruit. Um, if you go to bed, you wake up, uh, I assume you set for a guest service call on a stone or into a, a, <laughs> yes. a, a thing uh, to wake you up at a certain point so you can get yep. to the Sky Arena. Yep. Uh, so you don't have a lot of time to get your full rest in and do that. Like, you have to kind of, like, get up and just go there. Um, when you wake up, no one's, like, in your room. I'm not going to, like, throw anything at you. You're able to get ready to get out of the room. Uh, do you head straight for the Sky Arena? Yeah. Yep. I don't see why not. Yeah, Mike. Uh, do you gather up Wilton Welbeck's on your way? Because um, you know, obviously he went back to his room. <laughs> oh, he hell yeah. Have like a slumber party. With oh, him. hell yeah. He goes where we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just call him and have him. Like, I'm good with that because we're meeting Thundra. Thund yeah, you're meeting there, Thundra so. and you're meeting someone else that as you <gasps> wait for it. Oh, the albino. Oh, uh, Dragonborn. So, uh, you get up, you go up the elevator, the floors, Milton, Wilton just met you at the, um, elevator at the wet Red Grove. You just called him when you woke up and everything. And he goes, he goes, y'all look uh, much well, much more well rested. Much like you didn't have to escape for your lives earlier. That's probably, that's the, not as, not having a desperate to survive look is probably good for this meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. I see Maj is still probably sleeping it off. That's. Also for the best here. <laughs> um, uh, just to give you the 411, which is a meaningless number in this world, just to give you some preparatory information on uh, on what we're going to be doing, we're going to be going over the security protocols. This meeting shouldn't take us long. We'll probably get a steak afterward. Need me to grab you anything while you're in the meeting? Want me in the meeting with you? You're welcome to be in the meeting with us. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Um... And then he immediately lights a scar inside of the elevator, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is fine. It just dissipates because everything's so fucking magic here that it's like you if you leaned in, you could smell the cigar. But if you were like eight feet away or like on the other side of the elevator, it's just it wouldn't be like it was happening right now. <laughs> he just lights a cigar, goes up the sky spire, goes across uh, the out outer rim of the sky arena through the offices uh, where you expect to meet. Um, uh, and instead of there being a receptionist at the desk or anything like that, anyone like there to greet you because it is 10 p.m. at night, you're actually greeted. You see some more um, Sky Spire security in this, but it seems like they're mixed in with Championship League security, which they often hire for their events. Um, they have little uniforms uh, and everything. Uh, they're usually much more casual, sort of part-time people. And uh, they're standing in front of you is an albino dragonborn tall powerful broad 
a big giant scar on the right side of his face, pink to red eyes like a bunny's, but on a dragonborn head. <laughs> um, I, he, I just gotta say real quick, I heard it as a tall, powerful broad. Samson uh, looks horrifying, honestly. Uh, when he's talking, you can see his gums reveal and they're the color of blood red. Uh, he is in normal clothing. He's in basically a normal tunic um, and essentially like leggings and a little bit of a waist jacket. It looks like he's wearing a badge or a insignia of some kind on his jacket and it kind of matches the uniforms that he's in. Um, and he's wearing long gloves to kind of blunt his talons um, because his claw hands aren't good for, you know, gentle he touching. He doesn't just have, like, those cat claw nubs. No, he doesn't have <laughs> little cat. Rubber. You know what? You're right. So, and he's wearing little, like, little, like, covers on each oh, of his claws adorable. that are different colors. that are like little soft padding. Uh, Scratch, people have tried to put these on you all the time before and you just refuse to wear them. Yo. Um, uh, but all clawed creatures know them. Um, Every just... photo you have of you as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, um, uh, they acknowledge your thing. It's just, it's the security and Thundra and Samson Kibbage. They acknowledge you, acknowledge you Thundra's like, oh, hello, hello. Uh, glad to see that you, you're on time. You know, I don't think I've ever met a pit crew or anyone in the entertainment industry that's ever on time. And uh, you interacted with a lot of pit crews specifically. Uh, you know what? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> in your chest, you hear. Oh, is this Lennox? Oh, there you are, Scratch. Excellent, excellent to see you. This must be Tama and uh, you, young man. Merritt, you are still five foot ten right now. <laughs> you got 24 hours before that boy rose up. Yeah! <laughs> awesome. Oh, wait. I by 20, instinct reach up okay. way too high to shake the hand. Uh, <laughs> he is pretty tall, but he's not that much taller. He grabs your hand, handshake predator style. <laughs> um, amazing. Uh, my name is Samson Gibbage. Well met, merits. Well met, all of you. Tama, this person, every time he says a syllable, looks like he's snarling. <laughs> like he is the most terrifying looking man. Uh, uh, so it seems that we'll be getting things going with Lanik. I was hoping he'd show up here, but I understand the man is... Uh, he's a friend. How do I put this? Not exciting most of the time. Uh, that's not a bad thing. Is he already in bed? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Well, pleasure to meet you for the first time, Tama. Pleasure to see you again, Scratch. Um, and Merritt, I'm glad that you're on the team. I'm excited to see what energy you bring to <laughs> Vanek Hindfist's form. It'll be a very different energy tomorrow. <laughs> is, is, I don't know what that joke is. <laughs> I just flex. <laughs> Thunder o'clock says you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, Samson walks you all out 
uh, to the Sky Arena. Now, the Sky Arena is a real fun arena because everything's floating. It makes it more terrifying, but you walk out to floating steps up onto the arena. It looks like there's nothing beneath you. It looks like completely empty space. It's absolutely terrifying. This is so extra. (laughs) We're already in this impossible tower in the sky. You think you see no structures around you, but the stands... Um, the stands, the stairs that like walk up to them, all of the chairs look like they're floating in the sky because it's empty. So there's not bodies filling up, obfuscating their view. And the whole <laughs> arena is just there. Now you do see wall, like walling around the arena. Um, and for a moment, especially um, Scratch and Tama are like, is that necessary? <laughs> is is that, is, like, there's definitely, like, this is another illusion. We're not in the sky. Yeah. But, you know, it adds to the effect and everything. And there's some, like, floating billboards and Samson just walks you up. Now, uh, Thunder tells me that you've been running local security for Maja Akta as sort of like a press crossover of it yes yeah Yeah. excellent (laughs) well then we don't need to loop in even more heads on this so the way that i figure is based off of the incidents that happened earlier this morning in the lower levels of the tower what with the explosion We're a bit concerned about the security. So we have a number of security matters that we're looking to implement, but unfortunately, I do have budget concerns. We understand that we need a heightened sense, so there won't just be door security and occasional guard uh, planted amongst the stands. I had thoughts in regards to, um, observation maybe some floating orbs with the arcane division they could be monitoring it on their own we could also have an increased increased security on the floor perhaps more arms and more bodies would dissuade any threats if we want a bit of more distance it might be fun and we could do a performative thing with the angels the rescue security team or there could be Perhaps a limitation of the live audience uh, doing most on viewing screens in the theater sections, but keeping the audience small so there's not so many people to watch. I'm concerned about making an example of the first champion armor fight and especially a celebrity like Maja Agda. Lastly, we can slow the events down by a bit. I have just enough men where we can man every entrance into the Sky Arena, restrict any kind of baggage or carry-alls, and search pat-down bodies as they enter as well as detect magic. However, that would probably strip me of having any kind of coverage once inside the arena. I can't do all of these. Maybe implementing two out of these five strategies, uh, which you get to pick, and there's consequences to each of them that you don't know. (laughs) Um, So again, floating monitor security orbs, being monitored by an arcane division, kind of like not within the arena, but nearby it, that can communicate with the existing security staff. Um, That sounds good. Presence of increased security on the floor. So this is just more bodies on the floor. So if something does go down, people will be there right away. Uh, Hiring the angels. The angels are a rescue group. They've only casually been mentioned to you. They're like essentially firefighters. Um, They're all flying Aarakocra and uh, uh, their squad, and they could act as like flying security. They'd be less on the floor. They'd be kind of like a half measure between the arcane and uh, having more security physical presence. 
but they wouldn't be able to see as much and they're also not necessarily they're they're firefighters they're not trained mercenaries right like their job is to rescue but there's benefit to that uh limiting the live audience and having most of the audience be in the seated theaters where they can watch these sort of broadcast crystal uh champion armor matches that's not gonna be great publicly it also affects uh, maja's concert um a little bit because you know hers is supposed to happen right before the actual match gets started and then last literally taking all of the security and putting them on the gates to walk into the sky arena and having every person that enters the sky arena get like patted down like we would have in our events in, like in, like, emerald city <laughs> yeah like an emerald city comic-con metal detectors and pat downs basically with very minimal inside security so i'm hmm I've actually worked security before, so I'm trying not... I don't want to put too much of that into what Tomo would doing. Yeah. I know what I would do. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. So what I would do is... So, uh, pat-downs and uh, all that, uh, all that that upfront security gating mm -hmm. is security theater. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually stop yeah. anything. Yeah. What yeah. stops things is surveillance and bodies on the ground. Mm. So the best way to move forward for most coverage is going to be extra bodies in the stands. And then... Um, having that arcane works. surveillance that can yeah. update those bodies on the ground exactly where they need to go. If we restrict access, that could cause a riot. People have rioted yeah. at concerts um, simply because uh, they played a song wrong. Yeah. Now imagine what's going to happen if you can't get up close and personal with your favorite star who only yeah. comes once a year. Yeah. Um, so we don't want that. And I don't think Sounds having rough. firefighters acting as security is going to be a sufficient use of so resources. Uh, are the firefighters acting as security or are they as, like there as an on the ground emergency response team? So, uh, we'll because say that if, you're kind if of well discussing this, you're clarifying with, with Samson on these things. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll do it in voice. The angels are known for their exciting formations, beloved by the Sky Spire. Um, and beloved by the Sky Spire. Wait, they're doing formations while they rescue people? Not during the rescues, while they're training. Okay. You see them outside training in formations. And then when they're in the rescue, people love them because, you know, they save lives. Um, <laughs> like f firefighter Ginyu Force. <laughs> uh, the way that the angels would operate is likely as a monitoring force for emergency response. But if they see anything, they can communicate it down. Are the they like medics or anything? Yes, they all do have medical training as well. Uh, the question with the angels is they'd be a less obvious thing. If we have the angels do some of their training formations and as part of the concert, well, that just might be concert spectacle. But if we have a number of ominous crystal orbs floating in the sky <laughs> watching the concert, perhaps we could trade that into maybe for a better crystal broadcast, but then we'd have to consider making that integrate in with the broadcast, which would be a bit complicated, could go sideways. Um, Cast so, dancing lights on each of them, make them into a light show. Oh, excellent, excellent yeah. thought. Uh, Thundra, Thundra likes that a lot because it gives them an excuse because Thundra's biggest concern as she states here. So I want security, but it has to look like we're confident and like a pop star show. If there's just soldiers in the audience and everything, there's going to be questions, questions I don't want to answer during a press event. 
I also want to know what we're doing because I can kind of set it up. We have that press conference, right? We have that press conference, that mutual press conference tomorrow. We can kind of see to what we're going to do here. So if we can make as much of this look like it's just part of the show, that might be better for the performance. So already the dancing lights thing, if you do the, the monitoring, I got it for the second part. So here's what we do. We have the normal amount of security visible in uniform. Yeah. We take the rest of the security and say, as a special treat, we are treating the uh, loyal security staff to uh, uh, the show. We put them in. We put them in the stands, and they're there as a backup force, and we feed them information using the arcane monitoring. Plain clothes yeah. security planted strategically around the stands as a gift. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a fun voice. All right, that's my vote. Vote. Absolutely. Now, so Merritt's super down with this. Um, uh, there's no real opportunity to say this out loud right now. The things that we're choosing, I think, makes it maybe a little bit more risky for us swapping in and out of the armor but I think it is the best choice yeah obviously for, for everything else yeah, yeah. Uh, so Samson's like yes I can implement this quite as simply we will have the dancing lights our arcane casters can easily maintain that and it will cost nothing um <laughs> just you nothing, nothing. <laughs> just no understanding that he sounds like he's threatening you at all times <laughs> it just needs you to recite death metal lyrics in that voice uh, and you're a death metal singer uh, uh, as for the plainclothes security we will make sure that they have their weapons at hand if anything goes poorly of course, the angels will still respond should another explosion happen, but we will hope to cut that off at the pass. I do not think, well, I don't know what to think. We didn't think that they'd take any lives until this morning. On to happier conversation pieces. I'm excited. Did Lanik say anything about meeting me for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was one of the things. As soon as I saw, I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, this guy." I'm keeping um, my mouth shut. He hadn't mentioned it, but uh, I know he had something planned tomorrow. He's meeting you for lunch. Yes, I sent him an invitation, but I haven't heard back. It's been a year since I've seen Lanik since last season. I have to warn you, he's been a bit fickled lately. There's been some distractions from back home. Of course, he doesn't. He's a little too proud to talk about it with his pit crew, but issues apparently arising from home that's, uh, let's just say he hasn't been as reliably communicated. So there's that is a deception, but there's no reason he would believe that you're lying about something like that. So I'm not making you roll. Okay. He doesn't have any reason to be suspicious. And <laughs> yeah, so it's not like, like I just piped in. Yeah, he's taking a shit. Yeah, <laughs> he says he's taking a shit. That's our go-to. Um, well, tell him that I'd love to be a shoulder for him to lean on. Um, and he means that totally sincerely. Uh, lean on. Um, it, We'll keep it low-key. Tell him that we could have lunch at his favorite play place, the Fast Tuxedo Bear. 
Which is, of course, the Panda Express. <laughs> the fast tuxedo bear. I hate it. I all of my best wishes to him. Well, I like to get an early evening. Is there any questions you have about the security at this event or for me as the head of security for the Sky Spire? If I needed to reach you before tomorrow, how would I do so? Well, I would appreciate you not waking me up in the middle of the night unless it's an emergency. But if you need to reach me, simply... Wilton's with you all. And he looks over at Wilton and he's like, Wilton, can you make sure to patch them in to the back line? And Wilton's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that they know what what's what about that. He goes, thank you, Mr. Welvix. No, I think we're all set. Uh, Mr. Welvix, would you like to join us back at our room? Uh, we could have a nightcap before we call it. If I'm able to whisper uh, to them, like, should we ask him about code? Should we ask him about code yellow? It's not. No. No, we shouldn't. Yeah, not. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have the rest of the table do this, and we're going to trust the players not to cross over. Merit, roll insight on your own suggestion. That's a dirty 20. Ooh. Merit, you don't have to play anything. You don't have to do anything on it. Your own personal trust in your suggestion is extremely high. Hmm. Everything you know about Samson Kibbage from their career for three decades <laughs> as a champion armor combatant is that no, as terrifying as Samson Kibbage is and in the power structure that he's in um, now, everyone loved him. He was respected by everyone. He was absolutely beloved in the sport. As I said, he never made it to be the true champion, but he was always someone that champions had to get through. Everyone was friends with him. Now, I'm not saying that to be like a Merit now has to ask that question to him. I'm just saying that I think that Merit's history of trusting people that genuinely seem kind because Haza is filled with those people. Yeah, since I already whispered and the team's like, maybe not, I don't like, yeah. I feel like Merit might just write a quick note that just says, Imps code yellow 11 missing <laughs> and try to slip that on Kibbage like oh, in a pocket oh, 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 <laughs> unbeknownst shit. to the rest of the party well cause then we don't have to have the conversation and then like hopefully if he doesn't uh, get yeah. my sleight of hand he doesn't know that it came from us Yeah, but he knows that something went down at Imps he, he has a lead <laughs> Merit's urge right. to tattletell <laughs> real sleight of hand real sleight of hand oh, I'm so excited mm. for this I love how this turned out I love this oh but like god. oh my god I wish you knew what I was trying to do next <laughs> well, let's see what the sleight of hand is Oh no! <laughs> what is it? So it's an eight on the dice. Uh, that is this. It's eleven. Okay, okay that's not tragic. Okay, that's not tragic. Uh, so, Merit, you uh, go to. You know what? Here, I'm gonna do something. I just slap him on the back with the piece of paper still in my hand. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. High five. You just have it like. All right. All right. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. So, Merit, 
you go to uh, sleight of hand it. He sees it, but he thinks it's a handshake. And so he goes to shake your hand, um, goes to shake your hand, seeing, you know, obviously can feel that there's paper in your hand. <laughs> uh, obviously can feel like it's paper in his hand. When your hand withdraws, Wilton Welvix's hand suddenly slides into his hand. <laughs> and he starts shaking his hand. And he glances at all three of you while he's shaking another man's hand. <laughs> with a very wide eye. <laughs> you both saw Merritt try and slip a note into Kibbage's hand. I'll let you roleplay out what your characters would do. Now seeing that you have a beat to think about it, because Wilton's just like, always a pleasure, Samson, always a pleasure. But he's like fucking what's going on you're not we can't communicate this and wanting to involve the group if you will scratch's <laughs> eyes go wide because she doesn't know what's happening but she has some idea what might be happening and then she just starts grinning because she like scratches like maybe <laughs> I mean, there's no stopping once you've started the <laughs> yeah. water slide. We're on like, the straight. We, we got on the water slide. There's no yeah. like, oh, I better spread my limbs out and stop myself. <laughs> this is going to happen. So, I mean, I just look at the same. I know I'm wide-eyed. I'm like, I okay. don't know. Wilton, Wilton does that. Was that? And it's like, Thundra, have you shook, uh, uh, <laughs> shook Samson's hand before? It's a strong grip, powerful grip. And then uh, he's going to roll persuasion on his insanity. It's fucking three stooges. Yep, that's enough for him. Well, all right. And so immediately after his hand slides out, Thundra's hand slides in and shakes his hand and shakes his hand. And she's like, she's like, that is a firm grip. That's a very firm grip. Thank you very much for having me do that, Wilton. It was weird, but I'm really happy that I shook Samson's hand. I enjoy human physical contact. <laughs> um, yeah, I think do. it brings us closer. <laughs> um, and so he uh, shakes your hand and then you all walk off. Uh, my, <laughs> Wilton, Wilton walks off with all of you and it's like, did you get the note? Wilton's like, no, I didn't. I didn't take the note. I just made there now be three hands that shook his hand that could have handed him the note. Oh, okay. okay. Um, All right. Very, very smart. I was. Yeah. yeah I didn't I understand what you were doing. With that game. I was just like, I saw did, what Merit do I was ask doing. you? Should you two also shake the hand? There's, I gotta no, be honest. You're walking away already, Sam's like, I gotta be honest, Wilton. I was watching that happen. And I was kind of hoping, like, but what if they're also slipping him notes? <laughs> I mean, three notes. Slipped him a note. No, that that was. I mean, Thunder did, but it was just her number. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to hear? I'm come. I've come to pleasure you, Thundra. Um, uh, just just absolute threat. I'm okay. sorry. It's been a while. This has never happened to me before. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so you all walk Where back is to the, the red spot? Um, uh, do you all head back to your room? Do you head somewhere else? Because you don't have to go back to your room. No, I want to talk to, uh, 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 Welvix. Okay. Uh, so Welvix, do you want to head back to Welvix's place? Just to see it as a Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta see like where to. this guy lives. <laughs> uh, so you go to, ooh, I, it gives me, you're basically just giving me a gift of putting you in another spot of the skyspire that I have notes for. 
You know what? It's probably a good idea. I'm sure Lanik is sleeping, and he smiles. <laughs> and uh, 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 wouldn't wouldn't want to wouldn't want to oh, wake him. Quick question: What time is the um, lunch with uh, Samson supposed to happen? Eleven. Eleven. What time does that potion wear off? Tomorrow afternoon. Like later Late afternoon. afternoon. So you suddenly have a five foot ten person. <laughs> that's not nearly as far from Lanik's height as a five things. foot ten person who's not going to be able to maintain an impersonation of Lanik well, to a close it's friend. An option. It's for an hours. option. It's, it's, it's an option. Look, look, Lanik gets hit in the head a lot in this line of work. You know, it could just be just catch me up on what's happened in the last year. Again, he hasn't seen uh, him in yeah. a year. Lots of stuff could have happened. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm good with a disguise kit. I'm not. <laughs> All right. I don't know. All right. Hold on. How much more height do we need to make? A th- foot. An entire a foot. foot. It's <laughs> not actually that hard. What if, what if you stood on... <laughs> no, you're right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Again, we come down to the issue of the skull. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, we'll just like, well, if we want to go to my place, yeah, that's certainly doable. Uh, I apologize. It is not prepared appropriately for guests, but, um, I, you know, I don't live with a lot of shame, so just, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, hey, hey, so it's you go to the good. elevator, um, you, you go to the elevator to go de- to a middling section called the woods. And he's like, ah, oh, the woods, second floor, um... You go to the woods. <laughs> the moment the elevator doors open for the woods, the noise factor of the amount of people that are suddenly audible <laughs> is much louder here. You walk through crowds of people. There are, this isn't like Rockville where it's like an orderly mall. You can definitely tell you're on a single floor, but it's nice. The ceiling is kind of painted more like sky or like presents illusionarily more like sky. And it's night sky because it's nighttime. You can see the moon's out, but there's like torches uh, lit. There's like gas lamps lit. There's nice small little villas kind of relatively close to each other. There's some converted wagons and everything. Uh, there's second stories with front trellises and little like, um, uh, little like flower beds hanging off of them. There's people talking and drinking. There's outdoor restaurants. It's warm here. It's a little bit humid and it's warm here. And you walk down like cobblestone and brick streets. Red Grove is very nice and upper class and reserved, um, very moneyed. This actually looks homey and community. It's actually a little bit closer to uh, like a Tama home area on like a good night like a night where everybody's in a good mood and everything uh there are barkers still selling stuff there's people walking around with drinks um uh drinks and you can see down streetways or what must be hallways but look like streetways in this area there's like different like residentials they're a little bit more quiet but uh you go buy a barber shop and then you go to the side of the barber shop and up some steps um up some steps uh, to Wilton Wilvex's thing uh this very much has a louisiana uh, I was going to say are we New Orleans yeah are we in New Orleans yeah and you can hear brass everywhere there is jazz playing out of every direction and not the jazz you've been hearing this kind of soft relaxed bluesy jazz this is vibrant excited upbeat 
genuinely positive brass music. It's a little loud, but not so much so that you can't hear a Wilton. Um, as you know, there are street performers out. It doesn't look organized. It looks like the street performers are just people and then their friends are watching them. Like that's what's happening. Um, and, and strangers as they walk on the street, and it brings you up to their loft. Um, uh, uh, you go up, they open up their door. Their loft is actually nice. It's not dirty in there at all. Um, they've got a uh, hammock that they sleep in. Um, and beside the hammock is a large uh, case that's a humidor with a bunch of cigars in it. Um, and then beside that is a wet bar with a bunch of booze on it. But it's well appointed. It is only one large room. There's like kind of like an oven or like a stove, kind of like a wood stove area. And there's a washroom in uh, the back. And he's like, if you need to use the lavatory, I pay extra so that I can uh, head on down to the barber shop open up the door and use their portable hole. See, that's how you get the luxuries of a portable hole without necessarily having the income of one. Uh, never let it be known that Wilton Wilvex doesn't know how to work the system. Uh, have a seat and there's like lounge chairs and a couch and everything like that in here. It's homey, it's homey, it's nice. It's very much a bachelor pad, but it's a clean one, it's nice. So, um, Wilton, I'm gonna level with you. We're, uh, we're really in over our heads here. I absolutely. This is <laughs> bananas. Um. So I want the opinion of someone who lives here. Yep. There's a chance that those same people who caused the explosion on the lower floors could try to attack the arena. Absolutely. I almost expect them. To. If you could stop that, if you, even though these people are trying to fight for workers' rights, would you do it? I mean, I don't. Morality is less simple when people's passions and livelihoods are in the mix. We'd all love to do clean, heroic actions, pretend we're adventurers, and that everything that we do smells like fucking roses. But what I do know about these, uh, these people is that they've stepped it up a notch, but historically they have not. So I'm not sure that the explosion is as simple as what right dawn shield was saying where innocent lives were taken i haven't received a report on it i haven't seen the bodies i don't know about that so i'm not sure that that's necessarily as straightforward maybe dawn trying to frame it. them what would someone be trying to frame them so if they they've been having protests but this is like very out of character for them or noticeably they've done some explosions up. and some people been roughed up a little bit but nothing like so over a dozen bodies mixed. So, at a character, um, we talked to the guy, and the guy insinuated that innocent people got killed. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. And he flat out said he did, that mm -hmm. innocent people died. Okay, okay, that's what <laughs> I needed to know. <laughs> and so... I kind of look... Uh, right, yeah, Wilton doesn't know about that I'm going to look at you both and kind of give a knowing glance of, like, should I do this? Yeah. Um, at least level with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's true. He does work for the man. He seems super cool, but he also seems like he might be secret Texas Republican. You don't know. I don't, I don't fully trust him. I trust him to try to keep us alive. Because where his charge is, yeah. but like, 
Yeah. I, now, Merritt's probably just kind of like widens his eyes and like makes the tiniest little head shake, but like kind of half shrugs. Like, yeah, if a nod and a half shrug. Well, with actually, it, then... yeah. No, um, actually, you, uh, so I'm I'm gonna be I'm more ambivalent now too because I didn't really think about it that you way. You get where it's no like... significant help from your party members <laughs> on this decision. You get yeah. a kind of maybe not. But if you feel it's right, go Scratch for it. Scratch gives like a, starts with like a little nod and then seems to like think for a second and then goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> and shrug. Wilton rolls insight to see if he Yeah, it's like the code yellow endangers the spire or, or endangers the sky spire. So like, yeah, imps getting up to shit, disappearing people who live there. That's a problem for the Spire. I trust him about that. Guys yeah. I don't blowing up neighborhood Atlantic. blocks like yeah. different thing. Different thing. Um, all right, I'm gonna, I'm just, <sighs> fuck it. I believe the person responsible for the explosions contacted us. They wanted some outside help. They insinuated that innocent people died. Meaning the person who's saying they were involved said they killed people. I'm not okay with people dying. Especially putting that on us, knowing that information and knowing that we could have done something to stop it if they set off a bomb in an arena. Did did that person admit to it? I don't remember that part. He did. He insinuated that people died. Yeah, he didn't say necessarily that he's the one that planted the bomb. Right, right. He, That's he, the part that I'm... Because yeah, you yeah. said that we know Sorry. who's responsible for it. So I don't... Okay. He Do said know? he knows who's responsible for it or he's involved with the people responsible. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he very much a, spoke in an own ownership-ish term okay. to the explosion. Okay. I, I can't tell you whether or not I cannot I cannot tell you whether or not the man was the bomb maker. I can tell you he was part of the organization that did this. I don't know what to do with that because this isn't my home. Oh gotten some sticky shit. I didn't know that was what you were gonna say. Like some <laughs> sort of uh pig -like. Uh, <laughs> ate it <laughs> oh all right so whoo they're even worse up close wilton wilton Welvix. i'm i'm just a guy who takes rich people to strip clubs god damn i'm I just mean, a guy who announces power armor fights <laughs> i'm not I'm not even from, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I mean, you are, you I were know. on the team. I'm not even, I'm not even from here. I don't know how to deal with something of this, of this size. All right. Well, that's what she said. Here's the deal. That is what she said. Scratch. Um, uh, Good on you. you. Glad that you're, uh, you're keeping it focused. Um, here's the deal. Wilton Welvix's job is to escortate. And, con and and host all of our guests at the Sky Spire, and that's what I do. And if you were to ask me questions about what some of the guests were up to, I could speak in generalities, but I could not tell you specifics as part of Wilton Welvix's contract, regardless of his own opinions, are that I am here to serve at the leisure of the pit crew and Lannick Heinfist, not the leisure of the Sky Spire. So Can we roll insight that that is 
accurate and that he is not lying when he says that. Yeah. Okay, I think it's a 19 That's total. dookie, no. Yeah, feel free, feel free to roll. <laughs> I trust 19 him. insight. <laughs> I got a three. Think I trust him. For the thinking part? Mary, you know... You had the same feeling. You had a feeling about Samson, but that was based about what you knew about him. You've spent some time with Wilton. You've met men like Wilton. If Wilton's going to tell you something, he's not going to lie to you. He's just going to tell you. You, The moment you saw him whip that weapon out and just get into the fight, you're like, I know yeah. who this is. I've seen this person. Hell yeah. I know these people. I've played sports with these people. I've been coached by people. There's a certain kind of person that this can be, and this is one of those people. So you're pretty confident that Wilton's not trying. More so because I didn't even bother with deception. Uh, <laughs> Wilton's like, listen, you don't have to protect the Sky Spire. That's not your job, but I understand the will to protect lives. You also don't have to turn anyone into the authorities based off what you find, but Wilton's got one question for you. If you're going to keep a clean conscience, but you're not going to get involved in the politics, does that mean that Wilton Welvix, maybe the pit crew, aren't getting a lot of sleep tonight while we figure out what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think we should break out the coffee. Yep. We already got our long rest in. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's figure it out. So with that, Wilton Welvix pours y'all uh, coffee. Uh, uh, puts some cigars on the table if you want them. <laughs> yes. And is like, all right, we're going to sort out this plan, but I guess Wilton Welvix has a favor of you to ask. This is not reliant. I'm with you either way. But since we're solving some problems on the Sky Spy... Goddamn side quest! I activated a side quest! I wanted to get a yes. side quest off our plate, and I activated a side quest. I've got a friend. Uh, Issa May. Isamay Uber. Isamay and I have been friends ever since uh, I started working concierge. They're actually my direct report now. With all that's going on, I just thought it was something going to their head. That didn't seem like them. Been acting a little strange recently, ever since they got the promotion to executive level. And I'm a bit concerned about it. So if we could maybe. Well, we're digging in the under shadows of things. If anything might come up about that, we're looking through documents. They just got the promotion. One morning, I just woke up. Huh. And they hadn't interviewed for anything. They hadn't done anything. They're a good employee, but so is Will Melvix. I could have been the supervisor. Well, I wouldn't have met you, though, so that, that would have been tragic. Anyway, there might be something behind them. I'm not just talking about they're not hanging out as much or they're focusing on their job more. I'm talking about stuff that, I don't know, something just gets Wilton's hair standing on the back of his neck every time he's around. He's a man. Hmm. It's the least we could do for a friend. Yeah. And with that, pouring you all drinks, we will end this episode clink. of Low Armor Cast with a clink <laughs> and a share of cigar for those that want them. Not a cliffhanger, not a tragic death, just beginnings of the next phase 
of the Sky Spire Woo! phase, yeah. we get pulled into all the side quests. <laughs> um, yeah! Uh, uh, thank you so much, Pit Crew, for uh, Sky Spiring and, and tabletopping with me. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mommy. Anything you all want to plug? I will go ahead and plug uh, the roles we play .com, the other podcast you can hear me and Steve jabber on about uh, all sorts of gaming or you can catch the Dying of Exposure YouTube channel where you can check out my show Beat 'em Up Bros where I play through classic arcade games. <laughs> you can also see uh, the roles we play there and you can oh, look yeah. at us visually discuss it. Yes. Um, every, every... So it's the same thing as the podcast but you get to look at our sweet faces. Yeah. I'm Triple Aaron. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. And uh, you can also find me on one of the other many D Dungeons and Dragons offerings on Dying of Exposure every other Monday. Oh, yeah. I am on Waterdeep uh, Dragon the Booty Pot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist is the actual name. Colon. <laughs> Colon. The Booty, the booty saga. saga. Um, uh, and. Uh... Um, if you can find my GitHub, there's a small selection of Arduino projects. So, like, if you like microcontrollers, get into it. Hell yeah! <laughs> Just deeper and deeper down the road, Kelsey. Of course, I love AC on social media uh, uh, and LowArmorCast.com or Patreon.com/LowArmorCast. If you want to listen to our talkbacks and spare parts episodes, shop talk and spare parts. So, uh, feel free. We got into it over the last couple episodes, and we're going to get even deeper into it uh, as we explore Rawr. the Sky Spire. And you get to find out which one of our things was a lie. Uh, yeah, if you go to Patreon <laughs> yeah. and you get on that Patreon, you can hear it in the Shop Top episode. Uh, anyway, thank you all very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye-bye! Very hard to do this voice. I've been watching you subjugate yourselves to me. Um, <laughs> uh,